0: showtime sports presents showtime boxing with eric raskin and kieran mulvaney welcome to
1: uh, another edition of showtime boxing with raskin and mulvaney with my co-host eric raskin i am Kieran mulvaney we are live in las vegas spence versus crawford undefeated undisputed unprecedented We've got a special little podcast for you, Uh, Eric. We had a a lengthy interview yesterday, and it was a lot of fun, and we thought we'd separate it out to make it a special pod for folks.
2: Indeed, and and this is the interview that you have been waiting for. And by you, I specifically mean friend of the show, David Cushin, who told me that his two favorite podcasts, in no particular order, two favorite boxing podcasts, I should specify. I don't know if this is overall, but in no particular order, but we know the order, of course, uh, are... Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney and the various podcasts co-hosted by Dan Raphael and TJ Reeves that he enjoys them and I enjoy them as well they are one of my favorite non-Raskin and Mulvaney <laughs> boxing podcasts and so we had the opportunity to sit down with both of them and do a little uh, podcast duel of sorts <laughs> um, so it's all four of us chatting here, a really fun interview it goes on uh, In a few different directions Part of it's boxing related, part of it is not Uh, But we think you'll enjoy it Here is our chat with Dan Raphael
1: and TJ Reeves Alright Our uh, next guests are such Important podcasters They can't even keep their material to one podcast They are the co-hosts Of two uh, Big Fight Weekend and Fight Freaks Unite Recap, TJ Reeves And Dan Raphael of ESPN And that will never ever stop
0: being funny to me Guys, welcome Jake's my man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated, I you know, what's the old saying? Uh, just talk about me, however you, you know. Yeah, that's man. right.
2: No exactly. is bad press. Is so, right? you
0: know, Jake gave me the shout out when he was pr- promoting the uh, Tommy Fury fight. I didn't even, by the way, I mean, not to go back on it, not to like get off track here. I had absolutely no idea that that had occurred. And I guess within a day or two after that video was on his YouTube channel, whatever his show was on YouTube, I had, I had been told about it. I was like, I thought it was on one of Top Rank's, uh, you know, their their preview little clips they put on their on their website and on YouTube, their uh, real-time show. So I watched them, and I was like, I don't see anything about that. And then somebody said to me where it was, and I watched it, but I had gotten all these like text messages, and I got an email from somebody that I didn't even, hadn't talked to in like five years. It's like, yo, I just heard Jake Paul talking about you on this crazy interview show on YouTube, and I had no idea what he was talking about. And I went and watched it, so it's all good.
1: It was an incredibly good impersonation. I can't. I can't believe. He really it nailed work. it. Yeah. Got my
3: name wrong. Got my employer wrong. It was whatever. <laughs> didn't
0: attempt to sound
3: like you. But our line is as long as we're not late for dinner. And see, in my case, my name is spelled like it's Rives, so right. I get Rivers, Rivas, oh, yeah. Rivera, Reeves and everything. So I'm used to this. It's like second nature. Right. As far as I know, though, as long as we're upright. And as long as we're working, we're good. And we're upright, we're working, we're yeah. here at Spence Crawford. So That's the bottom line.
2: And and you were telling, uh, saying right before we started recording that... 14 months you guys have been podcasting <laughs> together. This is your first time meeting in so, person. By the so, way, I'll ask you, is he everything that you oh, imagine? and to more. Me? And more.
3: There is far too much that I know about this man uh, right now, uh, especially with the fact that he and I talk to each other more than we talk to our spouses, which is not a good thing. Uh, but here's the bottom line I talked him into this. I talked him into let's do a podcast. And then it kind of grew into let's do two podcasts, let's do a recap, because a lot of shows do either a preview or a recap. So So I've always said, double the Rayfield, double the fun. I have always said, you cannot get enough of this man. You are the one person who said that. I have literally, right now, as we sit here and talk, I have literally had 4,000 conversations with Dan Rayfield on and off the air. And we have never met until right now, just before your podcast a couple of hours ago.
0: Besides the fact that we do the two podcasts a week, and I obviously have written many stories for the Big Fight Weekend website. We also do our weekly betting show for BetUS That's every correct. Friday at 1
3: p.m. Eastern. There's because a plug for you the can't show. get enough of Rayfield, we got to also <laughs> have him on the BetUS show saying a lot of the similar stuff that no, you hear gotta, on the podcast. Can, is,
0: can I, can I Can I can I can you indulge me? I'll tell you how we ended up getting who, Who's who's our E Harmony?
3: Yes. Our E Harmony is
0: our I, I don't know if our mutual your own,
3: friend. Our, your friend, my friend, his friend, all of our friend. Dan Canobio oh okay so Canobio and i were talking and Canobio is like look i got no use for you i don't want to spend every weekend talking to you i'm just kidding dan, dan was like listen i'm busy doing a couple of other things and he's done well on his own he goes but you know who you should talk to is my man rayfield or dan Raphael, Indeed. if you're a jake yes. if you're a jake paul uh he said you had to talk to him and i talked to dan and he said let me think about it and i kept bothering him and i called him again and i said we should really look into doing this and I created a monster here and he can't be stopped. He's unstoppable. He's like the boulder going after Indiana Jones. I've not seen the new movie. I don't know if there's another either. boulder going after Indiana Jones, but this man is clearly the boulder going after Indiana Jones. He's unstoppable and I, I love all of the uh, the back and forth. And You get you get some really good things out of uh, And there he is, Dan. by the way. Uh, Kenobio's within earshot of us here. He may Yes, he's eHarmony. He's Match.com. He's, he's who we blame. With, yes, to blame. Absolutely, <laughs> Eric. Very well put. He is the responsible party at this point but no look all kidding aside who better to sit and do this with because this man is a walking encyclopedia and he's been at ringside at practically every big fight in this century now i not that going old back to I about am, 2000 actually. so who better as a resource to give you insight because you start bringing up historical reference of this or that in and around fights oh yeah i was ringside when these guys fought back earlier in the 2010s or in the 2000s or whatever so my man's got it going on and i i am again i perpetually say this like fluff the caddy with tiger woods back in the 90s and the early 2000s hand the man the driver and get out of the way it, it ain't because of the caddy that we're winning millions in all the major championships i know my role boys i know my role you're kind of dressed like a caddy actually now that you thank mentioned. you yes I, I i try i dress for like radio and podcasts, and it's well, the end of the mind they I can figure it. that have,
0: out listen we have fun doing it just like i'm sure you and uh you guys, you uh, have a good time doing the Showtime podcast. Yeah, we, we don't put up with hate each other. It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I have one last question before we get to a little bit of fight breakdown. The, the, the How
3: have we lasted this long together? Is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Probably not meeting each other. It's,
2: it's <laughs> specifically for you, Dan. You're staying at Park MGM, as am I.
0: I know I where it is. I, I, we're going. Yes, I yes.
2: found the water pressure to be tremendous, but <laughs> I want the master of water pressure. What's the water pressure report?
0: <laughs> All right. So normally people should know when these fights occur whether they're at the T-Mobile Arena or at the MGM Grand, the MGM Grand is the hotel where everybody stays. For the, whatever the reasons are, they were busy with other things. There are some people there, but the, the media block is at the Park MGM, which from the standpoint of getting to the fight night is somewhat convenient relative to the MGM because it's right across the street. So you can walk over in like you know two minutes, you know, even though it is 140 degrees outside. Oh. Uh, and the MGM Grand, as much as I've stayed there, the water pressure has been historically poor. And while I'm not a fan <laughs> of the Park MGM, <laughs> uh, the Park MGM, the water pressure was very solid i can't give it the a but i gotta probably give it the i haven't actually done look, my official water look, pressure you're but it's talking probably about like a
3: B. you're talking about first world problems here and you have to understand <laughs> something you have been at major championship fights for your career i'm someone that's run around the country doing major college basketball etc but some of the accommodations when you're in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, or Greenville, North Carolina, and you're at the Holiday Inn, brother. By the way, I've covered pressure, fights
0: in Little Rock, Arkansas. I understand I've that, but the water like, pressure the is like
3: and... the least of your concerns, uh, including personal safety, gunfire outside in the parking lot, all these other things. These are first world problems that you're talking about with the water pressure, my man. That's all I'm understood. saying. I understood. I get it. But I
1: have, before we get into the fight, it does make me want to ask, where is the Sugar Ray Robinson of hotel water pressure?
0: I tell you what, I don't know if I've ever is had it in, that good. Is it good. in Vegas? I don't know. I don't think so. The only thing, I, well, I tell you where the water pressure, and I don't know why I even remember this. I remember having covered a few fights over the years at the Cosmopolitan, and that was pretty spectacular. But the only, the greatest water pressure I ever had that spoiled me for life was when I used to work in the, in, a, in the sports department in Binghamton, New York, and I lived in an apartment, you know, down, pretty much down the street from the office. The water pressure in that shower in my apartment could peel paint off of a car. <laughs> <laughs> It is a standard wow. by which all water is pressure is measured. the point in time
3: when I have to advise you guys, because I do this all the time, we got to get to the fight. Yes. Yeah, we okay. got to reel this back in and get listeners. to the fight, because <laughs> Rayfield will keep going. real in the big me. fish. He reel asked me. Yes. Yes. Right. He asked me. I have a play-by-play man, yes.
2: He asked me. So here we go, Dan. Here's here the question about the fight. You are the, the historian who remembers everything. Give us a little historical context here of the... I mean, the welterweight division has been loaded with great fights for the last 50 years or so, particularly. How does this stack up in terms of your anticipation compared to a De La Hoya, Trinidad, a Mayweather, Pacquiao, the stuff from the it's,
0: it's massive. I mean, De La Hoya, Trinidad was just before I started to write about boxing full-time. I was already covering sports, but I didn't cover that fight. My first big welterweight championship fight that I covered in person, which was just a few months after I began writing at USA Today, and it was my first ever top-ranked fight First time I ever met Bob Aram in person, first time I ever met the people that are in the main event that I will mention, and everybody at top rank, Bruce Trampler and just a whole bunch of people, Lee Samuels, all the staff there, it was the first match between Oscar De La Hoya and Shane Mosley. And to this day, that's one of the best fights I ever covered. Just an awesome fight. Now it wasn't for undisputed, it wasn't for the unification or anything like that, but just it was a, a first class welterweight title fight between guys that became Hall of you know, that were Hall of Famers or already in the Hall of Fame. And so if you go through the progression from two thousand that was June of two thousand. And i probably covered pretty much every big welterweight title fight since then. All the major fights that Pacquiao and Floyd were in and other Oscar fights and, uh, you know, pick pick a fighter, Keith Thurman, other Errol fights, other Crawford fights, uh, Danny Garcia, you know, soup to nuts. I think this is about as good as it gets. It really is because the historical magnitude of this fight is greater than those other fights, as great of a fight as... Now, listen, we'll see what happens in the ring. That's going to... A lot of what we say now... May be irrelevant because if it turns out to be a, a bad fight or something that is just not you know some kind of horrible decision or something that's going to turn a negative light on it, we may have in a different conversation comes uh, Saturday night Sunday morning. But going in, I think I'd have to say it's you know it's not Mayweather Pacquiao in terms of the magnitude. I, I guess I'd have to say that was number one based on welterweights because of who they were and everything the anticipation. But the fight did not live up to it, so it gets a it gets bumped down in my book a little bit. But this has a chance i think to both be both the historical level of that fight which was for three belts not four both these guys are undefeated they weren't pacquiao had losses had went face first against marquez for example in the knockout but these guys they're close in age their skill sets are very similar they are both uh, a worthy champions they have all the belts they've there's nobody left for them to fight in the weight class that they haven't already beaten obviously spence has gotten to most of those guys first because of his relations with PBC and Harold was on the outside, uh, crawford rather was on the outside looking in for a lot of those fights but i mean this is we talked about chavez and Casazu 23 years ago right yeah. so if, if we're both uh, if all four of us are still doing this 20 years 23 years from now god forbid <laughs> uh we may be having the conversation about this fight in, in a historical perspective of what a great all-time showdown as we talk about you know some of the great fights like de la jolla mostly like obviously a lot of fights That we've seen but this one in particular being compared to say leonard hearns i hope we get that i hope there's a reason for us to talk about this fight 23 years from now or 25 years or 30 years or whatever
3: i think it will be a legacy fight and look you've talked to so many different people dan i've talked to so many different people that are giving you the breakdown who they think will win and why i'll give you just a quick story this is what podcasts are all about so for sugar ray leonard thomas hearns I'm an 11-year-old TJ in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I think I've told you this story, but I've told it before a couple times on the podcast or on interviews or whatever. I am a huge Sugar Ray Leonard fan. Uh, As as millions of young people were, kids or whatever. They had watched him in the Olympics. They had watched him winning. So this is in the time frame where he's beaten Roberto Duran in the rematch. Uh, massively important fight in the Nomaz fight. Now they're finally fighting. And again, as as uh, Dan Apley points out, Leonard had lost once. Hearns was undefeated. So that's different about Spence and Crawford. They're both undefeated. So anyway, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga, Choo Choo. My, my family moved around a bunch when I was younger. My father's in the church ministry. We moved around everywhere every two or three years. It's about like being in the military. We're in Chattanooga so we went that night this is a week night they did not fight on friday nights and saturday nights a lot of times because of closed circuit etc for reasons we can explain but that was a week night we go to someone's house and it was a mansion i remember this a little kid big huge house and there's probably 50 people at the fight party and he's got one of those massive satellite dishes that are that are the size of your driveway hmm. he's got that out in front uh, of his place to be able to pull the fight in So I'm wide-eyed as an 11-year-old because he's got the TV. There were no big-screen TVs back in this day, but he's got the TV the whole bit. And as I recollect, we watch the undercard fights, we watch the ring walks, we watch the introduction, and then suddenly the signal is scrambled dead bang right at the opening bell. Whoever had their finger on the button was waiting for the proper moment, the exact moment, to scramble everybody pulling it in on satellite off a wild feed for the closed circuit. So we sat there trying to listen because you've got squiggly lines and static trying to listen to what happened. Teach
0: you stealing the signal? I,
3: vi- I vivid. <laughs> I was not me stealing the signal. I'm 11 years old. I- I'm not in the. I'm not in the robbery business. I'm just there with my father and with other people that are watching this. And I vividly remember that 42 years ago. So there, I have been a fight fan for that long. I eventually did get to see the replay, but the night of Leonard against. Uh, hearns I watched through a squiggly line 42 years ago. So I'm pleased that I'll get to see Spence and Crawford in live, living color with you guys here at the arena. I hope that lived up to like some expectation on the podcast for a story. <laughs>
2: that, that, that was solid. I, I like uh, it has the relevance of we are with Showtime. We are telling everyone now pay for the pay per view so That's things right. don't Correct. go wrong because they could. If you're in the arena. There's no chance you'll see a
1: squiggly line in <laughs> that's front of
2: correct. you, right? <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And it was it, an epic fight, that's for sure. Yeah. I so hope TJ, this is
0: an epic fight. It has a chance.
1: Yeah, so, TJ, I mean, you're you're a sports guy. You're an NFL guy. We always think that there's no sporting event anything like a big There isn't. Fight.
0: Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. We think let, there is. Let your partner but, but respond. I'm, but I'm really curious
1: about somebody like yourself who has so much experience of other big sporting events, whether that's something you agree
3: with. So I, I have not been to one of these in Las Vegas. So I'm a okay. newbie. Dare I say in this town I'm a virgin. I'm a newbie <laughs> that's about to experience it in Las Vegas. I have been at world championship fights before. Keith Thurman's fight with Luis Calazo in Tampa uh, for the welterweight title to, uh, 2015. Rayfield and I were in the same building. We didn't know each other at the time, but we were there covering that one. I have also been uh, Mike McCallum, I still remember this, fought a light heavyweight uh, title fight, the Body Snatcher, in Tampa in the late 90s on HBO. I, I have been to championship fights, and that's a whole other story that I'm not even going to get okay. into with what happened and, and how I couldn't see the fight that night, and it had to do with Artist Gilmore and the biggest pair of purple leather pants I've ever seen. But in any event, that's a tease for another podcast yes. appearance. The Mike McCallum world title fight, I was there. It was packed that night. I've been there for Winky Wright and Ike Corte in the 2000s. Uh, Antonio in Tarver. Yes, yes. In answer, yeah. Winky yeah. Wright. Antonio Tarver's right over here by us in the media center. I was there for one of his title defenses uh, that was in Tampa. What did we establish? It was Eric Harding, I think, in Tampa. Or no, it was no, it Roy no. Jones. He
0: fought Roy Jones the third time in, in Tampa. In
3: Tampa. It, it, so I've been to a couple of Tarver fights in Tampa. So This is the first time I'm going to get to do this. So I am thrilled to be part of it. I can compare it to being at a Super Bowl. I can compare it to being at a World Series in terms of electricity. A lot of that electricity is right before the kickoff, right before the first pitch. I have been to the Indianapolis 500. I don't know about you guys. I have been to the Indy 500. When they roar off off of that yeah. third turn for the initial start to the race, your heart is in your throat at 200 miles an hour. The place is vibrating. So I don't know, you guys know better, what this will be like in anticipation of the opening bell. Will the crowd all be up? It's the greatest moment in
0: sports. And so period. I'm
3: looking forward to experiencing it with you guys, to answer yeah. your question.
0: From the walk-ins, you know, you guys, I, yeah. mean, if yeah. I mean, look, I always say this, I mean, we're spoiled because all of us here talking have been to many of these big events. I always say I wish that a lot of fans who uh, I've corresponded with on social media or some who I meet who come up to me and tell me this is my first fight, I'm like, man, if you're that diehard of a fan and now you're finally going to get to go, once you go, you'll be even more of a junkie. Yeah. Um, I've, I've taken over... Uh, I didn't do this... I should have done this a long time ago when, when first cell phones and photos became like a big thing. I started doing it recently. Is I try to take a picture like the moment before the first bell of whatever's going on in the ring. I have a. I took a picture when I was in a... Uh, AT&T Stadium when Canelo fought Billy Joe Saunders. Remember that was the first like fight where there was a big crowd. Pandemic was still happening, but it was starting to subside. Texas was open. I was vaccinated. Everybody was vaccinated, or most. You know, he couldn't get in, I guess, without a vaccine. And uh, they put 74,000 or whatever broke the American attendance record. I, I took this picture, and everybody's standing up. You got like I was sitting right behind Marco Antonio Barrera, so his head's like in the part of my picture. But you can clearly see the ring, the referee with his arms spread out, and Canelo is. Is uh, like grabbing onto the ropes, ready to charge it like a bull. Saund- Saunders is is turned around, like you know, in prayer basically, and uh, and that moment is just yeah. I can't describe it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. why we keep coming back. Yeah,
2: right.
0: And then I- you just hope the fight lives up to it.
2: It's it's my ter- turn to go down a and a quick anecdote that has nothing to do with anything except you are taking the picture as they're about to start. This is a very fresh anecdote. I went to see Barbie last weekend with my wife. <laughs> a row, of, wait, mu- a row of millennials. Before
3: you finish, before you Were finish, you before you finish let me just share with no you. No no pink. Let me just share with you. There was big debate all week in my house because, guys, I have 15-year-old identical twin girls about whether or not they were going to go to Barbie and whether or not I was going to take them and whether or not it was me and my wife or just me. And I hightailed it out here to Vegas to be around Rayfield, to be around you guys, and avoided the Barbie movie. Now, you are telling me on the podcast that you willingly went yes, to the Barbie movie. Yes, I enjoyed Now, that it. is quite a juxtaposition to Spence Crawford in the T-Mobile <laughs> <laughs> arena. There, there that is, is a tie-in coming, please.
2: but, but just snap a picture good. at the opening the credits. Good. So the row of millennials and Gen Zers in front of us all have their phones out as the movie's starting, and I'm already annoyed because put your phone away when the movie <laughs> starts. But they just had it out for a minute because they were taking a picture of like the title card coming up on the screen. I guess to post really? on their socials later. Is that a thing? We need. I, I don't we know. I gotta ask my
3: twins. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, ask your twins because I'm curious. But, As
0: my son would say, search it up. Search
3: and it and up. by the way, they took a. I don't know if you did this with your wife, but they took a picture in the Barbie photo booth, the big life-size photo booth. Oh. And I am here to tell you, thank God that I was not roped into <laughs> being in the Barbie photo booth because this man next to me, you guys, and everybody else would have never let me live that down. So thank. Thankfully, I'm in Vegas and I avoided that but for the record you willingly yes, went and participated in the The
2: movie was good That's all I'll say about it. So so final thing. I know you guys do uh, The betting podcast mm-hmm. I know Dan traditionally you don't like to give your pick until after you see the weigh-in So I don't know if you guys are ready to do picks. I can but tell you right you now
3: I can tell you right now. Yes. He typically by this point Thursday Thursday night Gives me an idea of who he thinks is going to win, blah, blah, blah. This man has been talking for the last six hours. I don't know who's going to win this fight. I don't know who's going to win. He was mumbling to himself during the press conference, and I thought something was wrong with him. This could be a draw. This could be a draw. I, that's and I'm true. looking at him going, this that's could true. be a draw. Uh, maybe we need to go to the if rayfield is saying this could be a draw maybe it will be a draw yeah, so yeah, i can honestly on that, tell you like he is conflicted right now on who to pick because i listen i see
0: i mean i'm not the breaking new ground here i can see very valid reasons to pick either of these guys to win this fight they're so similar in so many ways and even the things that aren't similar they like i i consider crawford a better one punch puncher but i consider spence a more of a guy that will break you down, beat you up, break your bones like Chavez. You know, it's sort of, uh, you know, one guy can get you out with one shot, a la David Evanesian with Crawford. Craw- uh, Spence is not that kind of puncher, but he can break you down, and he's scored a ton of knockouts also. So even something where you find a difference, it's not a bad difference. It's like they're just slightly stylistically the different things that they do, and they both have the experience. I know Arrow was an Olympian, but Terrence was a great amateur also, even though he just fell short of the Olympics. They're both undefeated. They're both, you know, about the same age. They both have fought quality opponents. The difference, I guess, the main difference is that Crawford has come up from a lightweight division. But you would never look at them next to you and say somehow he's a much smaller guy. That's bullshit. Pardon my French. It's fine. Uh, Premium you know. cable, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> can get away with swearing on our podcast all the time.
3: The over, uh, the over is usually the uh, the apt on the uh, swear words, usually uh, somewhere around 15 to 18, depending <laughs> on how no, much no, I no, add them It's not that many. On. It's not that
0: many. But anyway. Uh, that's why I've been so conflicted. So when they made the match, you know, you think about the fight before it's even made, then they make the fight, you're like, okay, who's going to win the fight? All along, I've sort of leaned towards Crawford. One of the things I keep going back to is, all things being equal, I think he's just a meaner, nastier guy. And I think that can pay dividends. But by the same token, I don't take Spence's kindness for weakness. And I think he has every bit the attribute that if it gets tough and he's got to dig down, he'll be able to do it the same way that Crawford could do it. So, He's conflicted. I kept, I kept I thinking to myself, if it comes you. down to the little things, which I think it does, and you know, you're 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 in a tough fight, it's twelfth round, eleventh round, a tenth round in the late rounds, you know, and it's you know, they've been dinged up, whatever, maybe they've been on the deck, who knows? Who does who wants to fight more? I think they both want to fight very, very badly. This is the legacy fight. And I don't care what they say, they know it. We know it. No matter what they do after this, even if the guy wins the rematch if there's a rematch that's not the guy that won the first fight it doesn't erase what happened in this fight because this is for the marbles this is for the o this is for the belts this is for that and and if you listen to spence he's talking about if there's a rematch and certainly if he's the winner and and crawford invokes the rematch that he's going to make him do it at 154 because he doesn't want to make 147 anymore which will change the dynamic of the fight so yeah, you gotta watch the gotta watch the Bet US show. I I am mean, not even just I'm not joking with you. I haven't made my pick, I don't know.
3: And then what typically happens is in these 50 50 situations is he makes the pick, he's conflicted, and then he ends up blaming me. Yeah, so exactly. that could very well be uh whatever happens here on uh so, so, on, we're,
2: so we're blaming Dan Canobio for bringing you together, correct. and we're blaming you for whatever Dan picks. If on he the gets fight. it
3: wrong, especially. Okay. If well, he's yeah. right, I then mean, he had it all the way. But this is uh, there's hey, no wrong pick on this fight though. I, I I will tell you this, I think boxing wins on yeah. this fight. Boxing wins, I'm not I'm not being cliche that. Don't pay me to say this. This is a big enough fight where I think it crosses over to the average sports fan paying attention to it this weekend and wanting to know the result. It's two years, maybe longer overdue. But thankfully, we're right here on the cusp. Let's see what happens. I'm more committed than you are. I think Errol Spence wins this fight, but what do I know? We'll see when it's no, all I said. I might down. have to pick
0: Crawford. <laughs> I didn't know that until you just said that. We talk a lot, but he didn't. I never knew he was making. I believe a
3: pick. we're gonna. I believe we're gonna we, see we Errol Spence
1: win this
0: thing. Yes, good job. You guys All are masterful. Right. There you go.
1: Well, I think we now understand why you guys need at least two podcasts every week. Yes, <laughs> yes, and some
3: and some of what uh, you don't hear that doesn't make the show for time and for content could be its own podcast and could be a third one. But w- listen, we love doing this, and as you guys have come to understand, there are a lot of fans that love the consistency and knowing when it's there and the guests and the banter back and forth. And who doesn't need more Rayfield in their lives? Yeah. And you've just given it I to think, them on I your podcast. I think my wife
0: maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just you joking. You said earlier double,
3: double, the, double Rayfield, the Rayfield. Double the double yeah, the fun. Yeah. That's I, what we said. I've got to correct you TJ. It's Raphael. Raphael.
0: There we go. Listen, there's a lot of good podcasts out there. That's the thing about it. Like, if People are going to if gonna, people gonna, can
2: only listen to two, obviously it's yours and ours. Uh,
0: yeah. I, oh, would I would say, say that, Big Fight yes. Weekend and Fight Weekend. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So
2: uh, if people can only listen okay. to four, free. Yeah. it's
1: ours and your three <laughs> podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly. Hey, TJ, Dan, thanks so very much for joining Thank us. Thank you for TJ. having thanks us. Thanks a all right, thanks so much to Dan and TJ. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed recording it. I kind of doubt it because we had a pretty good time, <laughs> but, but that was definitely fun. And thanks to those guys for putting some time aside. That will do it for this special pod. We will be back later today, Friday, with our final uh, preview pod of the Spencer versus Crawford card. We are going to have our picks, we'll go through the whole card. Uh, We'll look at the best available bets. Uh, What else will we talk about? We'll have other guests. We'll have post weigh-in discussion. There's lots and lots to look forward to. That will be coming your way later on Friday. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. Stay tuned for more exciting Spence versus Crawford content.